today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, did Spirit Airlines really tell a student to flush her emotional support hamster down the airport toilet? And if you regularly complain to American Airlines and get compensated, the airline wants you to know Big Brother is now watching you. Details next in the news. You know, one of the toughest things for, I think, a lot of people to accomplish while flying is uh, getting a, a good nap or falling asleep. You know, you got the head bobbing around and all of that. Well, at 3.20, Chris Galloway joins Mark for a review of the latest travel sleeping device, the Turtle Pillow. Yes, we will tell you if the Turtle Pillow was fabulous or a flop. Hearst Castle in San Simeon is a popular regional destination, and this month there is an extra incentive to visit. We'll tell you all about it at 3.35. Well, of course, the, the movie Lady Bird, everyone's talking about it, quite the rage, it, and it very likely could win an Academy Award or two. Now, the movie filmed in Sacramento, about Sacramento, and now there's even a Lady Bird tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we update you on the Lady Bird... Let me try that again. The Lady... <laughs> I, I didn't want to put Lady Bird. Well, we were Bird. practicing the headlines. I knew you were going to mess. I know. I almost <laughs> said a bad word there. <laughs> Lady Bird tourism craze at 350. <laughs> Just making our way through the headlines and a lazy Sunday afternoon, waiting for the catchers and pitchers to report. Thank you for tuning in. We are the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. For heaven's sake, look who's here. It's uh, Mark and Tom. We are the Travel Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Again, follow along with uh, everything we talk about on the radio, as well as links to our to our guests at TravelGuysRadio.com. Well, a good afternoon, Mr. Mark Hoffman. Good afternoon to you, sir. So, uh, here it is, two weeks in a row. Mark has not left well i take that back he he, I he has not been bit. has not been on the road calling in his portion of the radio program yeah, pretty amazing and and i'm going to be home most of the month which we, is really kind of scary yeah know. but then if people know you they know that you're a baseball fanatic yeah and spring tra- training yeah. is around the corner yeah, and yeah. we will lose you then uh-huh you you, de- <laughs> you you definitely will now that the football season is over and sports fans are kind of wandering around bumping into walls you know because it's you got basketball and hockey, but they're not really at the climax of their season yet. The college basketball tournament hasn't started yet and won't for, you know, a number of more weeks. So this is kind of the lull. It is. You know, of course, fans. of course, what's getting us through right now is uh, is the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, well, that might be getting you through right now. But I just kind of like to tune in to see what the political controversy is each day. Yeah, sure. Because um, there seems to be a different one um, each day. But, um, you know, and, and seriously, um, those young people have worked their buns off, for many of them, all of their lives, to get to that one moment when they can perform on the international stage and, and really try to do their best. So you, you can't, I mean, it's kind of a combination of patriotism and, and you want your country to do well, mm-hmm. but 
But I, I want all of the competitors to do well because, I, I mean, I know how hard it is. And for people who, who compete and wear the United States colors, that's one thing. In some cases, they've had access perhaps to more resources and things like that to help them get to where they are. Some of those folks competing from other countries don't necessarily have had, haven't necessarily had access to all of those little things to help them along the way. So sometimes there's, you know, there's, there's a really great story. Remember the story of uh, Eddie the Eagle? Remember the guy oh, yeah. who jumped in Calgary all those years ago? Absolutely. In fact, there was a movie uh, called Eddie the Eagle, all about Eddie. And, and he, he wasn't that good of a ski jumper. No. But we all just, every time he went up there, we all just kind of, we, we weren't rooting for Eddie to win. We were rooting for Eddie to survive. There you go. <laughs> and so the Olympics sometimes have, you know, some of these little side stories. Remember the the, the Harding, uh, you know, the thing with the broken oh, kneecap and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, in leading, fact speaking of movies. Uh, yeah, leading up to, uh, to the coverage and for the past uh, month and a half, uh, uh, Tanya Harding has been all over the, the news. They did a special on it and the movie. And, yeah, it's... Uh, this many years later, it's still a uh, big news. Well, and it, it's it's you know, like I say, you're competing for your country and for yourself, and you're on this incredible international stage. It's pretty exciting. And if you enjoy travel, getting an opportunity when you watch the Olympics to to kind of uh, uh, see a little bit of the culture in South Korea uh, and all that's going on. Well, uh, remember the is, winter. Is really remember cool. when the Winter Olympics were in Sarajevo all mm-hmm. those years ago, and they had these spectacular nighttime shots of Sarajevo and and you you couldn't help but but wish that you could be in that picture absolutely and then yeah. you know after that uh blew the whole place up and stuff like it 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 the olympics can with those shots can create a situation where you're like hmm i've never been there i would love to maybe i'd like maybe i should put that on my list I you bet olympics are um, in fact good for tourism there's no doubt about it uh well all right we could do this all the rest of the Probably afternoon could, yes. but we got uh, we got the travel news to get to and mark uh looks like you got a pretty hefty hand well of stuff, i got a pile of stuff here um it. some interesting and some not and i guess the people listening will decide which category everything fits into american airlines um, it, it's been well known, Tom, for the last few years that if you snivel and whine and stuff a lot and you're a, a frequent traveler with a hotel chain or an airline or something like that, and you send them a letter and you're sniveling about this or that or whatever, sometimes they'll say, well, you know, here's some points or some miles, uh, to just kind of make you happy and make you go away. So some people have become professional complainers and uh, knowing that, in essence, they can get a 10 to 15% rebate on their usage if Mm -hmm. they just keep complaining all the time. Well, American Airlines wants you to know that um, they are now keeping track of the people who get compensation and how much compensation. Probably should have been doing this a long time ago. Yeah, you get on the naughty list. Or maybe they have been keeping track of you all this time, and this is just now when they have decided to tell you. But if you are a chronic complainer with American Airlines, you may find that your uh, you, you, your complaints fall on deaf ears here at some point. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's something kind of... This is from Europe, and I don't doubt that this might be true. Budget airlines faced in, face investigation for separating flyers. Now, uh, we have this with, with some of the airlines here in this country and with the basic economy fares that many airlines are selling now. You can't get a seating assignment until... You check in. So by that time, it's likely that there are probably scattered seats and there may not be too many opportunities to sit together. Um, What they're saying with some of the European budget airlines is that the algorithms in the computers, uh, the airline's computers are set 
not if you and I were traveling, it would automatically not seat us together as a punishment for not buying up and paying for the seat assignment. <laughs> so they're finding that maybe it's wow. yeah, they're not they're not seating people together and they're not only they're doing it on purpose and penalizing people. We'll keep an eye on that one because that might be kind of uh, something. Well, I've worth... traveled with family members I didn't necessarily want to sit next to. This <laughs> might be a way to ensure that without appearing to be, you know, that guy. Every year, hotels change. Uh, they move their programs around in terms of their frequent guest programs. They move some hotels up in price, in category, meaning it takes more points or miles to be able to stay there for free, and they move some down. Usually, they move about four times as many up as they move down. It's a way of devaluing the program without actually coming out and telling people that you're devaluing the program. Because if your favorite hotel now costs 30,000 miles instead of 25,000 miles, effectively, you've lost 20% of the value. But if, the, but if if they don't come out and say, well, we've created new tiers and all of this kind of stuff, it's kind of a, a stealth way of devaluing points. Marriott Rewards has announced... Uh, like all the other hotel chains, about the changes for next year. Um, and and it's, it's not very much in proportion, I'm afraid. Uh, Marriott is moving a lot more hotels down, I mean, up in price than down. About 70% of the changes, about 800, are moving up, and only about 350 are moving down. So Marriott is, in essence, if you go, if you're a Marriott guest, and you go to book your favorite hotel with points, you may find that it's going to cost you a little bit more. You have until March the 6th to take advantage of the old rates. Almost every hotel chain does this almost every single year. Sometimes you'll find one where the the ups and the downs are fairly equal, but it doesn't happen very often that way. Best Western is offering a promotion this spring. You can get a $10 Best Western gift card. Good for your next hotel stay for four months every time you stay at a Best Western hotel. All you have to do is just book at bestwestern.com, and the promotion is good until later in April. Ladybird, we talked about this in the headlines, mm-hmm. and indeed, later on in the program, we have an interview with uh, the film commissioner from the Sacramento Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, Lucy has uh, stopped by to talk to us, and a new Ladybird tour starts, as you mentioned, today in Sacramento. Um, you can, it's a four mile bicycle or foot tour. A um, couple hours in length. Four four miles is a little bit long. I might just biking, walking, and cycling. Yeah, I, I, or, or you, you can well, or you can choose which. Or you can run, and it's and it's a little longer route. Is five and a half miles. Anyway, the uh, the tours are twenty bucks. Um, they started today. Times vary, and I guess we probably should have put a link to that on our radio site, shouldn't we? Have done that at travelguysradio.com. It's not there, but we will indulge. We will try to get it there. There you go. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the the pet hamster, the emotional support only, hamster? Only, only, uh, only in the tease at the top of this radio program, well, and I was horrified. Last week we had the peacock. Uh, this week's emotional support story, uh, animal story of the week, is about Pebbles, the pet dwarf hamster. Oh boy! A young lady who was going to college in South Florida says that Spirit Airlines told her she could bring her dwarf hamster, which weigh about two ounces. Now imagine a a hamster that is only part of the size of a regular hamster. You know, hamsters are not all that big to start with. So, <laughs> A large uh, rat. So, so Spirit tells her it's okay to bring the hamster. She gets to the airport. She checks in. Spirit knows she has the hamster. They still tell her it's okay to have the hamster. 
She's walking away from the ticket counter to go through security, and a spirit employee comes running after her to tell her that, no, they don't take rodents, and a hamster is technically a rodent, so mm -hmm. the hamster can't get on the plane. Now, the hamster is, um, you can go to TravelGuysRadio.com, and you can see uh, some pictures of the hamster. But anyway, Hand um, size. It, it's not even, yeah, it's part of your palm, basically. So, um, anyways, the student says that the spirit people told her that one of the ways, one of the things she could do with the hamster at that point, I don't know what you're going to do, you could flush it down the toilet. They said that out loud. Well, that's what she says. The spirit people, of course, say that that's fake news and that they never said that. But um, she flushed the hamster down the toilet. And so now she's not very happy with Spirit Airlines. She's got a lawyer. Oh, my gosh. And uh, she's saying she didn't have any other options. And so, and she also had a letter from her doctor which said that the hamster was an emotional support animal. So, out of control. Out, so just, uh, do you believe Spirit Airlines or the passenger? And here are all kinds of comments about whether or not, you know, do you believe the, the college student and why didn't she just put the hamster in her pocket, you know, or in what her carry-on bag or something and just, you know, Snuck it on. and stuck it on mm -hmm. the plane. But anyways, more details on all of that at TravelGuysRadio.com, the story of the pet hamster, the emotional support hamster who is... No longer with us, and that's the travel news for today. Mercy sakes, I'm horrified. I might, might have to take the rest of the show off to recover look from that. Look at Luis that. in the other room. He's, he's having a conniption fit in My there. My gosh. Okay, look, uh, we talk a lot about trying to get comfortable uh, and maybe catch a, a shut-eye when you fly. Very good, difficult for us to do. Mark and Chris Galloway got together and... Uh, Put together a little review on something called the Turtle Pillow. Mm -hmm. And we're going to share that with you next here on The Travel Guys. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know Mark and Tom, The Travel Guys, with you here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. One of the things we talk a lot about uh, here on The Travel Guys is, is flying. And uh, the best way to get comfortable on board a flight, particularly one that's a long ways and you want to try to sleep and you're either trying to sleep on the, you know, I don't know, against the window or on the shoulder of the person next to you. I, in fact, I hear Mark in the background uh, snoozing now. He must have a oh, new... I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. I, I, I just I dozed off there just for a second. You must have a new uh, sleeping device to, that's used on the airplanes. Is that what's going on uh, here? Well, you know, those of us who fly a lot, we're always in search of that perfect way to support uh, the head so yes. that you can sleep on the airplane. Yes. If, you've ha if you're a head bobber like me mm -hmm. or somebody whose head falls off to the side, sometimes onto somebody else's shoulder, um, that's not good on an airplane. So we're all looking for and people keep inventing these different things it's like the things to help you keep from snoring at night you know it's it, it's how to keep people and so we found this thing called the turtle pillow trtl turtle pillow and i thought well let's take a shot at it it's 30 dollars, and it looked kind of weird to me but they they said that you know people are just raving about this hey nine out of ten people shows the turtle pillow over the u-shaped travel pillow and yeah. so chris galloway <laughs> is here and we did a little experiment on a recent we took some folks to florida so i took off ahead of the group and uh, to take care of some business so i took the turtle pillow with me and tried it on the outbound and chris brought it on the return and so we have two uh, great opinions <laughs> here of that you can go to travelguysradio.com and you can see a picture of what we're talking about now this doesn't resemble a pillow 
on any level. It looks uh, more like a scarf with something attached to the a end. A scarf of it. with a brace built in. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's odd. And, and so I wore it on the outbound, and I couldn't even. I didn't. Like How long it. did it take you to get it on? I tried several different positions. <laughs> uh, yeah, here again now, folks. If you go to travelguysradio.com, you can uh, you can view this, and it will uh, it'll help the quality of this interview immensely. Okay, because <laughs> you're going to understand when you see this. You're going to think, well, that's not a pillow. That looks more like a, as we said, a, a scarf with a neck brace. With on, a brace. I tried it in several different sides, and they say it's for the front or for the. You know, for your head on the side and stuff. I couldn't. But then when you, I watched you put it on. You put it on a little differently than I put it on. Well, I've I've been practicing. But honestly, thank God it's got these little uh, stickers on here that say jaw or shoulder, or back of neck, because I would have never figured this thing out. And um, yeah, it looks like cheap underwear that you kind of wrap around your waist and put. You know, I mean, it's just odd. It really is. It does look like that, doesn't it? It does. Like, yeah. Well, uh, anyway. <laughs> all right. Come on. Come on, you guys. Come on now. Now, we, we people have <laughs> okay, gone to so, the website, and they're in for those that can't get there because they're driving. They're looking at this strange thing. So it, you, you put the side of it on your, the brace goes on your, your neck. On the side of your neck, between okay. your shoulder and your bottom jaw, sort of. So mm -hmm. it, it kind of contours to your neck there. and Or not. Well, it, it does. You just got to finagle it and get it in there. So um, it, it sits on your neck, and then you've got this long piece of fabric that extends off the front, and you wrap this all the way around the back of your neck. Mm -hmm. I'm doing Strang it now. Effectively strangling yourself. Okay. Yeah. Imagine what the people on the plane are going to think that's, when you're doing this. That's why I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it looks like I mean, a large honestly, scarf. Uh, it sort looks of. like you're trying to hang yourself from the, uh, uh, from the, the light above your seat. I well, just looked, I felt like I looked silly. I waited till the lights went down before I even took it out. <laughs> well, let's, let's cut, to, let's cut to the chase here now. Once you, once you get okay. this apparatus wrapped around your neck and you get the part against your face and so forth, uh, you know, I, it looks like you can kind of like lean on it and it holds your head in place. But the key is, is does, does it prevent the forward nod off where that way that always does, wakes you it, up? It does prevent that, um, but again, it's it's just not very comfortable because, again, your head's leaning to one side, and it shifts and it moves, and the plastic starts poking you in the cheek and that sort of thing, but what I found most uncomfortable is, I guess I kind of did fall asleep for about an hour or so. I woke up, and it was hotter than 40 hills. This thing is a fleece scarf wrapped <laughs> around your neck. I could not uh, get it off fast enough. Yeah, okay. So, Tom, I think we've decided that the the turtle pillow mm -hmm. is not the answer. We're, we're, we're going to keep the, the never-ending search for how to sleep perfectly on the airplane. Yeah. Probably just a croquet mallet would be the... Yeah, so, so what, you're, what you're saying is that the, the turtle pillow is probably not going to be one of the travel guy's underwriters as a result of your raving... Uh, bad review, right? And they've asked us. They've 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 sent me a note and asked me for a review. And I thought about just attaching this interview yeah, to the email boy. and sending it back no. to them, but probably not. No. Right? Anyways, <laughs> if you if you see the turtle pillow, scientifically proven to hold the head in a better ergonomic position than a standard memory fo memory foam travel pillow, nine out of ten people choose the turtle pillow over a U-shaped travel pillow. Um, I'd like to meet those nine people. Because, and it's unisex. And <laughs> Well, that's good to yes. know.
boys and girls can use it. So there you have it. We will we will keep searching, Tom, for that perfect way to sleep on the airplane. And when we find it, trust me, you will be, as soon as we wake up, the first to know. I've always thought there is, that's where I could make my, my gazillions, my millions, uh-huh. if I could invent something that accomplished that. And I, I you know what? Uh, we eagerly await your, can, yeah, can we I go back know. to the, can we go back to the hamster for a minute? If we have to, um, it's, it's, here's some of the comments on, this is on Chris Elliott's um, forums about the hamster system. Yeah, okay. Uh, one, one person says, I don't believe either side. What kind of a monster would kill our own emotional support? animal this lady might be the this person might be the peacock lady's sister <laughs> that was kind of cute yeah and, and here's another good comment really you flushed your emotional support animal down a toilet how did you manage to do that without having the support of your emotional support animal yeah, oh my gosh <laughs> honestly I, I can't believe she flushed it either i i, I question that story i i just don't believe that speaking of our old buddy chris elliott here before we have to go to the was news, it the plane toilet um, I don't know. I mean, I still don't understand why she didn't just go but, into the. I, 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 I say that the young lady is emotionally got an issue because why didn't she just go into the, into the bathroom with the cage, put the hamster in her pocket, leave the cage there, and walk out? I mean, you know, that's maybe, what a reasonably intelligent person would have done. Maybe she did. Oh, maybe she did. But then, when you walked through security, part of you would be moving. I don't know how they would deal with that. All right, hey, let, we've only got a minute left here. Um, 50 seconds. Well, all right. I don't have any 50-second things here. Um, I do have one thing that is, remember, even small children have to have passports like babies. So you have a baby born, and you're, you know, the baby's three or four months old, and you're getting ready to go on an international trip, and you're thinking, well, you know, but the baby is a person. Mm-hmm. So if you're planning a, tra- a, a summer vacation and you've got one in the oven, so to speak, when it comes out of the oven, before you go on the trip, you've got to get a passport which for the would, baby. Which would include a photo, right? Yes, it would. So you're going to have to wait until after. You're going to have to, you're gonna have to update that photo rather frequently. <laughs> All right, we guessing. are the Travel Guys coming up. Uh, let's Hearst see. Castle. We're going yeah, to Hearst Castle. Castle. That's next. Of course, we take a moment out to bring you up to date on what's going on in the world. So here we go. News is next. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Romano along with Mark Hoffman. We are the Travel Guys here every Sunday, 3 to 4 on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And again, you can follow along and get links to our guests at TravelGuysRadio.com. Always here to make you a smarter traveler and entertain you along the way. Mark, who's our special guest on the line for this segment of the show today? Well, Tom, Katie Sturdivant is joining us. She is uh, the Stewardship Travel Director. She's going to explain what that means. And she's joining us to tell us about something very special that is currently going on at Hearst Castle. It still has a few more weeks to run, so you can still be a part of it. Katie, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your position as the Stewardship Travel Director, what that all means. Okay, so the Stewardship Traveler Program is a, an award-winning program um, along the Highway 1 Discovery Route in coastal San Luis Obispo County. And what we're doing is we're providing guests with about 50 bite-sized activities that they can do while they're on vacation that adds a bit of meaning and fun to help preserve the nature and the culture of the area that they're visiting. Now, did you say bite-sized activities? 
Yeah, and what I mean by that is we're not asking a visitor to take, you know, a week's vacation and be volunteering and helping build trails and all these things. These are very small activities that don't take a lot of time. So it could be a, a small portion of your day from a half hour to a beach cleanup to an hour at a citizen science program at a museum. So they're, they're smaller activities. So it's not, you know, days long that we're asking. I see this as a way of uh, being on vacation and then at the same time being interactive with uh, with your destination and, and, and going away feeling like you, you actually left something behind exactly exactly it's really like emerging the you know getting the visitors to deeply connect to our area mm-hmm. and you know make it feel like it's their beach and their town you know not to give you stats but national geographic did a really cool study and they showed that 75 percent of people would travel to a destination and spend more money at a destination if knowing that the destination cares about preserving the culture and heritage that's there mm-hmm well, and volunteerism has become a, a very big thing. Uh, there's a, a good-sized national organization called Tourism Cares, which does events in a half a dozen different uh, U.S. and Canadian cities and locations a year where folks who are part of and I've participated in some of those, where the tourism industry goes out several hundred at a time and does work that otherwise would not get done. So volunteerism has become a very big thing in the country. I, I think you guys are, are really on to something. So tell us, how does this relate? Late to Hearst Castle. Okay, great. This is the exciting part. We do a, um, a celebration once a year, and it's called the Coastal Discovery and Stewardship Traveler Celebration. It's six consecutive weeks um, in the middle of January to the end of February. And every year we get to play um, a movie once a week, every Saturday at Hearst Castle. And you know, you guys probably know, and so do your listeners, that normally when you go to Hearst Castle, you have to pay a fee to get a tour. Mm-hmm. Well, we partnered with Hearst Castle, and they're allowing us to play a movie free to the public um, at their IMAX theater. So every Saturday for six consecutive weeks, we've been playing. This year, we chose the Disney Nature does a series, and so we're doing Disney Nature Oceans. And this one has been wildly successful to the point where as of this Saturday, we're doing two showings a night, one at six o'clock and one at seven forty-five. because we've actually, the last two Saturdays have been over, we overfilled the theater. Uh, I wanted to ask you, it's been a lot of years since I've had an opportunity to visit Hearst's castle. You say uh, you mentioned an IMAX theater. Uh, what's that about? Yeah, so the, right when you enter the main lobby, it's right to the right. There's a large IMAX theater. It holds, I think there's seats. It's either 350 or 400. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty magical. You're, it, you're at Hearst Castle in this beautiful theater. And Disney Oceans, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it, it is, it's really great. It's, it's a story about, you know, underwater creatures. The, the views are stunning images that you're seeing on this IMAX. Great for families. I mean, it's awesome. So, Katie, if any of our listeners would like to make a quick trip to Hearst Castle, or I'm guessing you said you do this every year, so this is something that probably will happen at this time next year, perhaps? Yep, uh, yep, absolutely. Yep, well, we do it every year. We pick a new movie every year. Usually it's about middle of January to the end of February. It's six consecutive weeks between those two months. So where could our folks find information on this? So they can go to the Highway 1 Discovery route, so it, um and right there on the homepage, we'll talk about the Coastal Discovery and Stewardship Traveler Celebration. Um, and there's 
several landing pages that have to do with our stewardship traveler um, program. So it'll list all the activities that we offer, um, you know, with the volunteer components and the contribution components to all these activities. Um, and it's along the entire Highway 1 discovery route. So it's the unincorporated areas. So they can find activities in Morro Bay, San Simeon, Cambria, uh, all the way down to Avila Beach, Napomo, uh, Oceano. So they can really follow Highway 1 down and get a little taste of Stewardship Traveler all the way down the coast. Arguably one of the most beautiful spots of coastal scenery anywhere in california we will put a link to all of this stuff at travelguysradio.com so that you can go there and find out about it if you would like to be involved in a little bit of volunteerism or you'd like to go down to hearst castle or maybe you'd like to combine both of those katie thank you so much this is really a great event and i suspect uh, we'll we'll be talking to you next year we'll try to get a hold of you a little earlier so we'll be on on the front end but we still have a, a few more weeks to go for folks who would like to be a part of it this year thank you for joining us on the travel guys yeah thank you guys so much most amazing thing about hearst castle and, and a lot of our listeners have probably been there was that uh, they they shipped all the pieces and complete ceilings and floors and you know, art and so forth uh, to the coast and then carried it up the hill and, and, and put it in and built into this, this incredible, incredible home. Uh, amazing. I haven't been there in years and years. I'd like to go back. Mark, I understand sports leisure uh, vacationers uh, used to take tours there. I understand it's uh, kind of slowed down a little bit. Any particular reason you think? Well, it's kind of a regional destination. And I think that, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when people took all-day trips in cars and stuff like that to get places why places like Hearst Castle were beyond people's reach. But I think nowadays that we are finding that the amount of appeal for closer-to-home destinations is lessening and the amount of appeal to further-from-home destinations is getting larger, is, is growing. So that's kind of interesting. Speaking of destinations away from home and sports leisure vacations, I'll take an opportunity to plug something here. Okay, um, what you A got? few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Clayton Whitehead was here. He told us about a trip that Sports Leisure had put together, a theater trip to Chicago that featured a chance to see the new Cher biography on stage and Hamilton, which, mm-hmm. of course, continues to be immensely popular all over the country. And uh, so Clayton came and told us about that, and that trip sold out in four days. He had 30 seats, and it sold out in four days, and he had a huge wait list. Well, as luck would have it, oftentimes this doesn't happen, but we were able to put together a second trip a couple of weeks after. The first one was in late June, so this one is going to be in early July, and I'm thinking I might be able to take this one. I haven't seen Hamilton yet, and uh, and I'm kind of a Cher fan. So um, it's it's Cher's, Cher's new biography that's going to the Broadway stage. It's going to be in Chicago first, and uh, Hamilton's been playing there for almost two years now. And so those two shows are featured along with three nights at the Palmer House Hilton, which is a historic old hotel in downtown Chicago that's conveniently located to the theaters. A four-day trip. It's in July. If your name was on the wait list for the first one, then you've either been contacted or you will. But if this sounds like fun to you, you can give Sports Leisure Vacations a call tomorrow or you can go to their website and look at the June trip, and the itinerary will be about the same. But anyway, a, a special opportunity to see a show before it gets to Broadway with this folks from Sports Leisure Vacations. You can give us a call uh, to, on uh, tomorrow. 
Awesome. Boy, I tell you, you guys are Johnny on the spot. To trip well, two. you got to do that, you know, yeah. I mean, because if you don't, otherwise yes. that gets away from you and then the demand's not there. So it's it is somebody says, how do you put those things together on short notice? Well, it's a lot of trouble, but and also it could be hotter than 40 hells in Chicago in middle July. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's still it's it's it, it will have it will have a good time. Uh, here's a note from Christopher Elliott. There are 630 million members of airline loyalty programs worldwide. More than 300 million in the United States. My gosh. Now, that counts people who belong to multiple programs, mm-hmm. so that's not really 300 people. Travelers haven't used 70% of the miles they've earned over the last five years or about a trillion miles and points. What does that, what does that speak to? I guess it speaks to people being busy or, you know, some people play that game and some people, for some people that's really a serious thing and some people it's really kind of not. So some people sign up for those things and keep track of it and some people don't bother to keep track of it. Here's an interesting note. Um, this is a, a, a one of our listeners who used, who bought a discounted first class ticket on a, a website called flyfirstclass.com. And he is yeah, just I, saying, I would, I would, I immediately would be suspicious <laughs> of buying anything from he's, that. And it's a long story, and I won't give you all of the details here. But he says that um, basically, what it comes down to, this is a website that you buy the first class ticket, and then they're trying to buy it with miles or points or things like that. And if they can't get it, why then you don't get it, and they've got your money, and you might not be flying. And it kind of comes down to that thing that we're always telling people here on the Travel Guys. Be very careful about booking through third-party websites, particularly if they're offering a deal that just seems too good to be true. Because in this case, with this guy, it was too good to be true. So just be careful when you're out there. Use those third-party websites to find out who has the best deal and then go right to the person who has the best deal and book it. Or tell them, here's what I found on this website, and this is what I want, and oftentimes they will they will give it to you. Try to stay away from cheapo air and fly first class and all of those things, because I'm just telling you, at the end of the day, uh, it may not be what it was cracked up to be. And more than likely, there'll be a little ad right on the right-hand side there that says, uh, you know, sleep your whole trip on your next flight like a baby with turtle pillow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, we are the Travel Guys. Once again, follow along at TravelGuysRadio.com. And coming up after the break, let's see, uh, we're going to talk about a a new tour in town. It's the The movie that is all the way. It's the the, story on the front page of the B today. They're they're chronicling people with similar people who who came back, this left Sacramento and came back. Another article in the B says that the... Uh, the, the gal who created the movie wants to do three more movies in Sacramento, so uh, we're having a moment. There we are. We're going to talk about that moment next here on The Travel Guys. Amarillo by morning, up from Hello there, Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, The Travel Guys, with you here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Boys, Sacramento has had the movie buzz. And it's going to continue for for some time as a result of a a new film, the new film Lady Bird, uh, that has been nominated for Academy Awards and has already won several uh, several other awards. And Sacramento being the 
the town that actually has the uh, the film's director living here. Uh, it's it's everywhere. Everybody knows about it. And Mark, you've lined us up with somebody who is uh, going to get some of the fallout from that. Go ahead and tell us who we're going to be well, visiting. Well, our guest is Lucy Steffens. She's with the Convention and Visitors Bureau in Sacramento. Has been for many years. She is the film commissioner there now. And Lucy is the person who not only was responsible for all of this excitement, but um, that's her job is to get folks to come to Sacramento and showcase our city and and interact with Hollywood. Lucy, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thank you, Mark and Tom. Happy to be with you today. It's this is all very exciting. This doesn't happen to Sacramento very often. It it it's as as you said before the the interview started. We're having a moment. I think it's pretty exciting. Tell us how did this all happen? Uh, it this started back in February of 2016. Let me go back a little bit. Greta Gerwig is a native Sacramentan. Her uh-huh. parents still live here. She, uh, they live in River Park. And we met with Greta, who's now permanently based in New York, uh, left for New York after college or after high school, I should say. She came to us, basically contacted us. We met with her in February of 2016. She had written this script. The movie was financed. The movie was set in Sacramento, and she was determined to film it in Sacramento. So we met with Greta in February of 2016, and she then started filming here in October of 2016. Now, keep in mind, this always takes a little while until the movie, actually, the camera starts rolling. By the way, they filmed here for about five days. Exteriors were filmed in Sacramento, and the the interiors were filmed in Los, Los Angeles. Lucy, when the, when the Lady Bird people were deciding to to come to film in Sacramento. You said they were here for five days. So tell us a little bit about, was there a sales pitch involved? Did they just come to you and say, we, we want to film here? Was there, did you have to entice them in any way, shape or form? Yeah, I, I can't really take a lot of credit. Greta Gerbeck was determined to film here in Sacramento. The film script was written for Sacramento, and she was absolutely determined to film it in Sacramento. So she came to us looking for assistance in making this happen. There was no, usually there's a big sales pitch involved to convince a production company Mm -hmm. to film in Sacramento. But in this case, Greta was determined, she actually wanted to film the whole film here, not just exteriors, but budget being as as it was, it just wasn't in the cards to film film the complete movie here and bring the whole crew here. And with that being said, let's flash forward if we if we could, Lucy. Uh, how is the how is the popularity of this film impact the the Sacramento area? I understand that there are now tours to some of the sites where the film was made. Tell us a little bit about that. One of the local tour companies, Sack Running Tours, approached me oh about a month ago saying, please put me in touch with the people who have a say-so. I would like to start an official Ladybird tour, walking, running, and biking tour. And that is, like I said, Sacramento Running Tour. And the tours, the Ladybird tours start on February 11th. The tour company already has a walking tour of the downtown Sacramento mural, so this was just an additional 
tour that uh, the owner was very interested in doing. And so we connected her with the marketing folks of Lady Bird in New York. Jen Kistler got the official okay to run the official Lady Bird tour, and it's going to start opening to the public February 11th. Do you anticipate that uh, because of this, there'll be some extra dollars that will come to the Sacramento market as a result of people actually coming here to to visit these sites? I would certainly expect that that would be the case. I mean, initially, it'll be locals who will take the tour. And then, let's say, if a group is already coming to Sacramento, that's another tour another experience that we can offer them along with all the other things that Sacramento has to offer. But what we've already seen, because the movie, the movie was just released three months ago, what we've seen, we've seen such an uptick in media coverage across the nation. We just had a piece in Travel and Leisure. We had something in the LA Times, Sacramento, San Francisco Chronicle, The Hollywood Reporter, and they basically all use Lady Bird, the movie, as a hook to then talk about Sacramento as a broader destination. So already there, it's provided tremendous visibility for the area. Lucy, let me ask you, it's, this has been a tremendous success. Is there anything in the pipeline that you could tell us about or anything that, that, that might be? Is, there, is Sacramento about to have another moment in any way, shape, or form? What, what is well, the film commissioner working on? We certainly hope so. I mean, first of all, Greta calls this movie her love letter to Sacramento, but she also said she has three more projects that she's working on that she would like to film in Sacramento. So that's one thing. But then on the other hand, you know, we have a motorcycle travel show coming up in a couple of weeks that we'll film here. We had Gordon Ramsay film here for a new television show that will air sometime in August of this year. Lucy Steffens, the film commissioner for the Sacramento Convention and Visitors Bureau, giving us a, a little bit of an idea on how Lady Bird got here and how Sacramento might indeed uh, be on the list for for other other Hollywood productions and all kinds of other stuff around town. So if you see the you see the cameras rolling, you'll know that Lucy was at work. Lucy, thank you so much for a little bit of your time today. Thank you very much. I have a good friend, uh, Ted Francie, uh-huh. and uh, Ted uh, used to be one of our clients here. Uh, has made a film. Uh, it's called uh, Under the Palm Tree, uh-huh. uh, filmed right here in Sacramento. Uh, a large part of it filmed on his property uh, where he has palm trees. Uh, it's a mm, it's it's a murder movie. Uh-huh. And uh, and I suspect that it won't be too long that we'll be hearing something about Ted's movie. I'll be curious to see whether there's going to be any tours to uh, his palm trees. But, you know, Sacramento is is kind of a cool place. And I imagine a lot less expensive uh, to to film. Uh, ah, here in town you may than, have hit on something there. Than, yes, than a lot some, less expensive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, we have at TravelGuysRadio.com a link to everything we talk about on the program. But for some reason today... The link to the tours for Lady Bird didn't make it there yet, so we'll hopefully have that up there by tomorrow. But if you're lo- the, the name of the company that runs the tours is Wide Open Walls. So if you just Google Wide Open Walls, um, it will lead you directly to their website. I know that because I just tried it. Uh, we get, Tom, lots of notes during the week from folks who come to TravelGuysRadio.com and uh, ask a question and send it in, and we try to answer some of those in a, in a mailbag segment 
which we'll have to do one of those quickly because the number of questions is piling up. Here's one from a lady, though, I thought was kind of interesting that I wanted to share. A year or so ago, I, I was attempting to get airline tickets on United for myself and my husband traveling overseas. I found a fair price within United website, but wanted to look at other flights available within the website itself. When I went back to the first flight I had found, the price had gone up. I hadn't left the website. I called United thinking I might be able to get the fare directly from an agent. She said the fare I saw was not available, and she had no indication it had ever been offered at that price. I cleared my cookies, browsing history, etc., and went back. It still showed the higher fare. So I logged on with my husband's laptop, and lo and behold, there was the original fare. So I grabbed it. I don't know if this was just bad luck on my part, and then some good luck, but I somehow feel they are manipulating us. It's like even when I called for my home phone, I was on record for wanting tickets to this particular place. I can't believe a fare would be available, suddenly not, then almost as suddenly be available again from a different computer that hadn't previously done a search. And uh, Marie is a lady's name who sent this in, and all I can say, Marie, is I've had the same experience. And I suspect that somewhere down the road, we are going to find that they have been messing with us for a long time. And that, uh, yes, you go on, you show an interest in something, and the price magically goes up. Uh, you're not the first person to report that. And it seems to happen to a lot of folks. So beware there. Um, also, wedding time is coming up for the summer. Um, be careful if you're doing destination weddings. Most travel insurance will not cover if the wedding is canceled. So that's something that always comes up this time of the year. Next week, if you if you travel with a family, join us. Mommy Points going to be here to talk about that. Also, uh, well, more great stuff to make Summer you Summer Hall, yeah, travel. one of our travel gals. We'll see you next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Dance like nobody's watching.